You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Let's have all the, oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Howdy, everybody. This is Zach from Portugal, the man, and you are listening to the Peer Pleasure Podcast. Hail Satan. going on guys welcome to another episode of peer pleasure with dewey halpas on jabberjaw media i am dewey your host with the most bringing more great content week after week and this is the first yes i said it the first episode of 2019 it is new year's day we are blasting one out uh with my good buddy zach carruthers from portugal the man who came on the show uh, last week, and I wanted to wait till New Year's Day to put this out, but we had an awesome chat over at uh, Portugal HQ here in Portland in the practice a warehouse. Uh, it was a pretty awesome experience. I've not been there yet, and uh, lots of cool stuff going on in there, and, and just, I mean, basically everything Portugal the man uh, all around you. And uh, we actually sat down on some beanbag chairs and, and had a chat. We talked about all sorts of things. We talked about the the rise of uh, Woodstock and Feel It Still, the hit song that uh, they, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. The ride they've been on is insane. I've watched it uh, from, you know, the, the second it came out, which I'm sure a lot of you have, and it's just amazing to see your friends succeed in such a way that, I mean, they are just, I mean, everywhere, literally everywhere, from Obama's playlist for the year to the Grammys. Uh, we talked about the Grammy Awards and what that was like. Uh, they had a pretty awesome experience there and just, I mean, traveling the world, doing their thing and working on a new record and following up uh, Woodstock, which I think, I mean, 
their track record, every album gets better. So, I mean, I have complete confidence that this new record's going to kill it. And, I mean, it's it's funny to talk about a, a hit single like Feel It Still that gets so big that, you know, it's it's something that probably won't happen again. But what a crazy ride, and they're just going to continue to write better songs and better songs and better songs. They're a great outlook on it, and Zach is always fun to talk to. Zach and I have been friends since middle school, and, I mean, first first band I ever saw. I know I said it. He's been on the show before. I've said it before probably, but the first band I ever saw play live music in my life was his band, The Dependable Letdowns, at a railroad. It's like a railroad center in Palmer, Alaska for a skate park benefit. And that was one of the times where I was like, man, I really want to do that. looks awesome. Everyone was super into it. It was like a, it was, uh, they covered Rage Against the Machine. I mean, back in Alaska, those were the band. I mean, Wu-Tang, Rage Against the Machine, Soundgarden, Nirvana. I mean, it it was, it was, (laughs) it was absolutely, uh, funny to look back on on what influenced us so much but watching i mean i'm sure it wasn't even probably that great i know zach and i've talked about that in in depth before that it was probably awful but back then it seemed like it was the coolest thing ever that wow they can play those songs so it's kind of funny that we ended up being in bands together and and kind of the whole at least from my 20s um touring together and and uh it's just nice to have him back and uh, to get to sit and talk to him about this journey. It's been a crazy journey um, from, you know, having great success to just blowing up huge everywhere. So um, it's it's always interesting to see, uh, get on Instagram or something and see a video of Britney Spears dancing to your song. I guess it's just kind of surreal when someone of that magnitude is then, you know, uh, drawn to something you're doing. So we talk about all that on the episode. It was a really fun one, and I think you guys are going to enjoy this. I'm stoked to be back in the new year. Um, really stoked to have all you guys back. I know we were off uh, for the last bit of December, and I appreciate the patience on that. But uh, we've got this one coming out today, and we've got another one coming out next week and with a good buddy of mine. Uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy it. It's a long one. It's three hours, but we listen to it, my producer and I, and we think it's all, I mean, it's all worth doing putting out. So we're going to put out the whole thing. Anyway, let's get some business out of the way, um, you know, and uh, we'll jump into this. So peerpleasurepodcast.com is the website. Uh, We've got a new web store up. There's a store link on the website and also on the Instagram, peerpleasurepod or at peerpleasurepod on Instagram for all the stickers and shirts and hats and all that good stuff. We've got stickers. Most of our stickers are four inch stickers full color matte finish um and then we've got some 12 inch stickers that are massive that i thought would be an awesome thing to do and they take up like a whole back of your car window or your skate deck whatever you want to put them on but they're pretty badass and uh we've got three new designs coming out hopefully this week and we'll get those on the store as soon as we got them um but that oh that all comes from sticker ninja and sticker ninja is literally a one-stop shop for you guys for your sticker needs they are fantastic. Uh, Elena and Justin, I say it every week, but they've been awesome to the show. They print up everything for us. It's done fast. It's durable. Um, they're moving to a new location in Portland, but it's StickerNinjaPDX.com. We'll get you to them. Um, definitely, for all your sticker needs, check them out. Check out our web store um, at PurePleasurePodcast.com. Click the store link uh, and help out the show that way if you can order them. Uh, we've got some orders over the Christmas holiday that are going out this week. So if you ordered and you have not received them yet, you will receive them. And I'm going to throw a few extras in there for the delay. 
Uh, Rockabilia.com is your one-stop shop as well for band of merchandise. Over 500,000 items in the store. Um, it's all licensed from the bands. It's an awesome, awesome uh, company. They've been supporting the show and the network for a really long time. Really appreciate having them on Rockabilia.com. Uh, PC Jabberjaw is now going to get you 10% off your order, so definitely use that and tell them Pure Pleasure sent you, Dewey sent you, whoever you want from this show. Um, but yeah, guys, I'm just stoked to be back. Uh, stoked to be back. Stoked for the new year. I don't really believe in in resolutions and things like that. So, um, you know, if I start something, I just start it. So a couple of weeks ago, I stopped drinking soda. I just took a sip, finished the bottle that I had, looked at it and said, God, that just doesn't make me happy anymore. I don't want to do this. And at that point, I was drinking tons of it. So uh, it was a rough week or week or two. Um, but I had a lot of help and getting through it. It was just uh, it was something I mean. I started on it. I think it was a Tuesday or a Wednesday. I don't ever do that on Monday. I'm going to start this on New Year's. I'm going to start this because it, it, it just doesn't last. You just got to change when you're ready. And so, like I said, nine pounds down in two weeks, no soda. And I just started it. So, um, hopefully we'll continue that, but that's my spiel on, on New Year's, but I do have a fresh outlook. We got a lot of cool stuff coming up. A lot of great episodes. going to be doing some traveling this month and next month. Uh, trying to get a lot more interviews done in person because I really love like this one and the one next week we're both in person and it's just uh, so much different than over the phone so I'm gonna quit rambling here you guys I'm stoked to be back I'm stoked to have you guys back uh, peerpleasurepod at gmail.com is the email if you want to get at me I answer all my emails um, I have put aside time every day to do that so definitely get at me if you have questions uh, guest ideas anything just want to rant whatever you want to do um, shoot it my way um, so without further ado, guys, let's get into this one with Zach Carruthers from Portugal, the man. think the with the therapy stuff i think they are there to let you find the answer yourself yeah absolutely more so and they're just kind of a listening like the more you talk openly about it yeah the more you're gonna say and hear yourself saying totally because if you're trying to talk to your wife or something like someone who you maybe don't say everything to yeah 
or it's not an impartial source. I mean, I think that was is kind of what they're there for. Yeah, but it's, totally. It's they the, get paid a lot of money for that. Yeah, I guess that's why it's the <laughs> yes. Same with when you ask, yes, people about uh, you know, when, when people don't understand why you know rich, famous people get get busted with like a prostitute, they're like, yeah, you're not. They're not paying for the sex; they're paying for the discretion. Yeah, and the fact that you can talk to somebody and you know, or do you know, do whatever and have. Uh, don't have to be judged. Yeah. And I think that's what it's more about. Is exactly. that light annoying? Can it's you hear not that? Is that, is that picking is that picking up? No. These uh-huh. are these mics are super. I mean All right, cool. hold them close. I did make <laughs> I was in Philly a few months ago mm-hmm. for uh podcast movement. I had Liam from Dillinger Escape Plan on. Yeah. And I was literally once I got home to mix it, because I didn't listen to it, because like I have the recorder here, it's going like once I got everything con- like compressed, yeah. All I heard while he was talking was me breathing because I was I was holding it like this and I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> it was gross. That's pretty funny. It was super distracting. I almost didn't release <laughs> it and I was like, fuck it, man. I'm gonna put it out there. But uh, yeah, so I like the breaths. Yeah, like <laughs> it was just, and it wasn't just. It was just like overweight. Like I was not jogging there i was just on the couch <laughs> i'd come up the stairs i was just hanging out and for about 20 minutes i was just and it was just you should kind of make that a part of the show when it's somebody <laughs> when it's when it's somebody you're really excited about that you're a really big fan of just make sure to get that uh the the excitement breathing real close yeah every time. that could be a that could be a thing a, a teaser at the beginning of the episode they're like oh dewey really likes this guy <laughs> so zach tell me <sighs> Yes. Yes, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. I I don't know. I, I I it's hard with these mics because I'm still. I mean, I've used them every time, but I can never quite get it right. As far as mm, trying not to just breathe into it, you know, like I'm. Yeah. I'm when I'm into the conversation or whatever. Yeah, totally. It. I'm gonna try to. I would never have thought about that, so I'm gonna try to not breathe. <laughs> don't hold your breath. Don't hold your breath. Don't hold your breath. <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, Zach Carruthers from Portugal, the man. What's up, Dewey? One of my oldest friends. I, I don't get to see you guys nearly enough. Yeah, it's good to you, see you. Though. You've been on the show before. We went through your life. We talked Kurt Cobain. We talked photography, yeah. a whole bunch of things. Uh, you and Johnny both have been on the show. Um, and we are in Casa del Lords. Yeah. Yeah, pretty pretty much. This We're is, in the warehouse. This is our this is our fun room. Uh, it's, it's a mess right now, as you can see. Yeah, but uh, it's a mess with uh, it's a mess with guitars and amps and skate decks and is that stage clothes hanging up over there? <coughs> um, they are from. Those are just John's clothes, so they have been stage <laughs> clothes, but that's not like wardrobe or anything, yeah. if that's what you're thinking. No, okay. they're just on racks to kind of go through. I think he's going to sell them okay. all or like, and, or donate them or do something like that. Um, he's doing, they were, yeah, he's kind of doing a spring cleaning. We'll see how that goes. You know, it's, okay. uh, he's got a lot of, he's got a lot of clothes. You know, John. I do. Yeah. I remember, I remember him, uh. Man, I we had the the van. We what did we call it? The womb at one point, like maybe that was the burning room. Yeah, the no, yeah, his little hole underneath. Yeah, yeah there was yeah, like yeah. a deer skull in there, and <laughs> yeah, uh, 
all sorts of different clothes. He would change clothes every couple hours, it seemed like. He still does that, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I remember, uh, I think I was over at the house for a little while, and I think he changed shirts twice. Yeah. Out of like a box in the garage. Like pulled them out of a bag and just put them on like brand new. I don't understand it. The dude just loves to change clothes. <sighs> he likes to be fresh. Yeah. I, yeah, it's, it's just weird. Yeah. He's, he wants to be comfortable, and he's just not never comfortable <laughs> with whatever he's in. Or once he's in it, he want, he's only comfortable for about an hour, Yeah, and then he just has to change again. It's I don't understand uh, it at all. Man. Uh, definitely an interesting man. And, uh, man, like I said, you, you and I have known each other since middle school. Uh, pretty sure middle school. Yeah, I think so. Dependable letdowns. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Playing at that uh, railroad... Yeah, place just in Palmer. Just drove by that when we were back up, uh, um, back up in Alaska. We had to go to Palmer to get the city, and several cities gave us like a, a proclamation. I saw that. It was uh, it was pretty rad. It was pretty adorable. Moms cried, you know. Uh huh. And but we got recognized by the cities of of basically just the Matsu boroughs. It was like you know Houston, Willow. Mosilla and Palmer. Yeah. And it was it was pretty cool. We went out there, we drove past that place, and it, it was just kind of a whirlwind. It was the biggest home shows we had ever done. And kind of rolled past us. I was like, that's the first show I ever played was in that place. <laughs> where terrifying. Where did you guys play up there? I didn't see was it the Sullivan? No, it's uh is it the kind of the new spot, but it's like that. It's the uh, the new arena where the uh, on on um, on campus, so it's where the Seahawks or the Seawolves play now. Okay. Um, so it's it's the UAA, it's the Alaska Airlines Center. Okay. And it's just it's a small arena. Yeah. Um, like the Memorial Coliseum here, or is it? Yeah, big? I mean it's, it's smaller. It's it is a little okay. smaller than that. Yeah, it's like a uh, I mean it's you know Alaska size. Yeah. Which I also yeah, yeah. found out. I realized because it's just a couple hundred shy of the Sullivan. And I didn't realize how small the Sullivan Arena actually is. It is. Yeah. Totally small. I happened, I that drove, makes drove sense. past it before after going there and then after being down here and seeing big shows. Yeah. Drove past it again and was like, huh. It's kinda like Yeah. It's yeah. Not, you it's can not see from the outside big. it's not super big. Yeah. And so it was it was crazy. So we did we did two nights in a row there and um it was it was pretty awesome. By far and away, the biggest shows we've ever done in Alaska. Yeah. And we got two of them. It was rad. And we got a bunch of uh it was really cool getting to to bring out some native Alaskan dancers and musicians, mm -hmm. and they shredded. It was super rad because it was fun going home because we've been working a lot with uh, um, with Native American rights. Actually, I guess as first people all across the world, really. Yeah, yeah. And we've been doing that lately, and it all kind of started from you know where we grew up in Wasilla. Sure. And we didn't realize. Yeah, we didn't. Uh, totally realized what we were growing up with and didn't fully understand. It was just, uh, it was a lot of, we knew that, you know, the people who were there first and then, but we didn't realize that we didn't read about them in the history books. We're like, wait, where are these, where's everybody? All we heard of is, you know, Seward bought it from Russia, you know, mm -hmm. Captain Cook discovered it <laughs> and, uh, and built the sweet hotel. Yeah. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then we're, uh, we're, you know, we kind of realized, you know where where all the where all these people in the history books and where's where's their voice now and everything and so mm -hmm. um it was really cool because we've been doing that lately but it was all it all came from a place of where we grew up in alaska and so going back there and getting to do that 
at home like was really something special for us. Yeah, that's huge. And yeah, what? Totally. You, so I I grew up in Petersburg on an island in the Panhandle. So I met you guys when I moved up to yeah. the mainland. In Petersburg, they focused really heavy on Alaska Native culture, mm-hmm. and we had uh, what do they call them? Not potlucks. Um, they're parties where everyone brings in a food, and but that's, it's like a, pot, a potluck. But, but there's a different a, term for it. Yeah, I'm not sure um, what they use. Man, I wish I remembered. But they, all through elementary school, they drilled it into us. We'd go watch dancing, and yeah. everyone. I had like pickled octopus and weird yeah. foods and stuff that you don't usually try. Yeah, and all through elementary school, and we learned like different languages so and stuff, like the Tlingits and the um, yeah. Athabascan. Totally. Um, everyone thinks it's just Eskimo people up in Alaska. But like, no, it's not. There's like five lost, or six lost tribes, lots of bands in the tribe. Yeah, and so. It was drilled into us. Was that the same in Wasilla? And I didn't experience elementary school up in the mainland. Uh, so. It was. It wasn't as much. Okay, no. but it is still. Alaska is one of those places that it, it, you are very close to, um, to the the First Nations people and the you know original indigenous people of the land. Yeah. But it's but it's not like that everywhere. And you know, in the Northwest, there's a little bit of that. But just mm-hmm. even in Anchorage, even when you're in the city or in Wasilla, yeah. the artwork, the people, everybody, it still feels very close and very fresh. Yeah. But a lot of places, um, you know, reaching out to people. We were just in Indiana, literally a state named after what you know the, <laughs> you know the uh, the European settlers, you know. You know, they dubbed them Indians. So they yeah. literally named a state after it. And the fact that it was incredibly difficult to find people to come up of government recognized tribes in Indiana. Yeah. That's ridiculous to me. And so we grew up like it very close. Not as much that's that's very cool. We learned we learned quite a bit about it in Wasilla, but not as much as that. It wasn't really drilled in. That's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. really good. It was cool. And we'd have um we had teachers that were uh, Alaska natives that would teach their language, like they teach us the alphabet That's or whatever rad. else. Kind of like uh, we had Sarah Palin's dad was a substitute teacher mm. at our school, Mr. Heath, because that was her name, her maiden name. I didn't put it together until that show came out, Sarah Palin's oh, yeah. Alaska. And uh, still never watched that. It's How was it? Entertaining. Yeah, it's yeah, entertaining. Yeah, yeah. If if if. If my wife's gonna watch reality TV and that's it, I'll watch it because I was like, yeah. "Wow, that's I recognize there." Wait a minute, For that sure. Mr. Heath. Oh, I get it. He used to bring in skulls and pelts and stuff from yeah. his hunting days, and we all loved that because we knew if Mr. Heath was subbing, we weren't gonna do what they were supposed to do. We were just For gonna sure. look at cool stuff. But uh, yeah, so I didn't know how that went up in in Wasilla because I didn't get there till middle school, literally sixth grade. Totally, it was definitely more Christmas than I think time. most people get. Yeah, uh, not as much as should be. It doesn't sound like as much as that. That's really rad. Sure, That's super cool. Well, this like this kind of ties everything together because this is kind of the ending of where you guys have come to now. It's like we when we talked last, you guys were getting ready to release Woodstock. Um, oh yeah, and that was so right before, you guys huh? have been like on a crazy journey. I want to go through. But that journey has gotten you a place where you can work with organizations like this and make a difference and and really cool stuff that's happened. The proclamation that all came after this incredible year. Yeah, we had a career. I mean, we've been playing. (laughs) We've been playing. You and I have played music for a really long time together through all these different bands and incarnations of things and different styles of music and. uh, But yeah. Then the song that it's crazy. I remember 
I was doing so, something plumbing wise at John's house and we had talked about, and you and I were picking up supplies and stuff and talking about, you know, Atlantic didn't hear a single yet, like a mm. first single. They heard like a second and third single. And we were listening to all the demos. Like we went through, I don't remember how many songs. There was like had a lot 40 songs, songs or something like that on that iPad, yeah. iPod in the van. And then John mentioned, he's like, I think I, I think I wrote the song last night. Like he was really like adamant about it when I showed up. And uh, yeah, he said he was just, it just kind of like came, came out of the, the blue. Like, and you guys, I mean, the song Feel It Still, I was just, I looked at it on the way over because I was curious. I was like, at one point, I think you guys had more monthly listeners than the Beatles on Spotify. We're pretty wow. close. 577 million plays on Spotify. Jeez. <laughs> Blows I, my I, mind. I, yeah, I don't even. So what I wanted, I wanted to talk, I kind of wanted to pick it up when Woodstock came out, the song comes out because, yeah, I think when uh, it was Johnny and then you came on and I think... I forget what song it was that he was able to release to put out that was was uh, where he, put out noise pollution noise pollution yeah, yeah where he's on the car. Then after that, everything kind of just went nuts. So from your perspective, when did you kind of notice things were popping off? Because you guys were home for a while, we were didn't yeah. put out a record for a while. People were chomping at the bit for what's coming next. Yeah. I don't think anyone had any idea that it was going to explode like this. Oh, for sure. Now, we knew we had something good. We feel it still. Um, yeah, we figured out in about an hour. Mm -hmm. It was ridiculous. Because normally, you know, saying, I mean, we've, we've worked on songs for a year, just banging yeah. our head against a wall. And, yeah. And uh, feel it still just came out unbelievably naturally and super fast. Uh, we put it out, and it started doing well. People, And we knew... Yeah, we knew we had something cool, but then it was here in this spot where we're sitting. Actually, I, I kind of realized that um, started getting a bunch of. I think it was Casey Bates was here. It's been like okay. kind of recorded our albums and yeah, he's been and, around uh, the whole time. Yeah, too. since the beginning, and we were doing some kind of little project in here, and we kind of realized that I think Kathy Lee and Hoda uh, had had called it their song of the summer, and just I think the day before. Uh, Lars from Metallica uh -huh. called it his song of the summer. And that's just pretty two opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. And we found that out while we were here. And I think that's when I kind of knew. And then that same day, I also, uh, um, I think it was just right when it came out and it started just kind of blowing up. Everybody was talking about it. Everybody liked it. And then I think somebody who, one of my friends who teaches elementary school sent me a video of, of second graders out playing hopscotch <laughs> singing feel it still uh-huh at that point we we're just kind of oh shit i think this might be a if we just get some people in the middle yeah this uh this could this song could be really big and it did it went uh um it got huge yeah and i started we, seeing like platinum plaques and yeah i mean this is the world of streaming like it's not like it was when we were doing no, music totally, together yeah. where i mean record sales were still a thing yeah totally it's crazy because it gets your music so far out there all across the world but it doesn't uh it doesn't pay off the same way as it used to no it's working on it there's yeah. there's 
they're they're figuring out a way for it to be a little more fair to artists and labels yeah and stuff like that and they're it's getting better it's mm-hmm. working itself out it'll never be like the 90s you know yeah that was uh that was the golden where era. you have a hit single and your your the rest of your life was taken care yeah of and, for sure uh well so woodstock comes out feel it still starts exploding i mean did you see the difference at the shows like it's kind of a strange thing because once you get that single which we've seen our whole lives you know yeah not all of it from bands that have released more than one record you know what i mean going from you guys were very successful before this but then going to this level where everyone knows that song may not know any other song you guys do or who we are or who you are all. or be able to say who's the name of that band oh yeah totally so many people and it's a blessing and a curse yeah you know i i nobody's getting mauled at a gas station when we pump our gas or anything like that yeah. so that's nice but it's also yeah nobody knows who we are which i guess somebody fucked up i'm not sure but <laughs> i don't mind too much it, it it takes the pressure off a little bit but sure. also it it is funny yeah hardly anybody everybody knows that song but not everybody knows the band yeah a lot of people when we've showed up to do tv shows or something like that there'll be crew guys just like Oh, that's you guys? I thought that was Pharrell or somebody. And it's it's been pretty pretty funny to see that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh I think it's interesting. I think it's I I, I like the fact that music can be spread like that. It's yeah, it's it's definitely a little weird. Yeah. I'm not mad about it. We just gotta you know gives us uh, more reason to make something better. Sure. And, I mean we're never gonna get that again. That's just ridiculous. Hey, it was who knows, right? I am fully confident that we can write a better song, <laughs> but man, that just kind of came. It was just the right time. It went. It just kept going, and everything was just. It was the perfect storm, and nobody could ever plan that. You could be, you could have a budget of millions of dollars, pick an artist who's just super popular, super cool, very talented, and just throw all the marketing you can at it, and you can't get that. It was just. Yeah, it was just random. Yeah, um, it was a, it was a mix of everything. It wasn't just luck. Obviously, sure. we've been we've been at it. We worked it really hard, but but boy, that song just really did something. Yeah, you got well, you guys worked harder than any band I've ever seen. I think where you guys, I mean, it's been going on this way forever. But yeah. it's it's uh, the work ethic's always been there. John's always writing every second of the day. It seems like, like yeah, totally. You know, hey, check this out. Hey, check this out. Hey, check this out you know constantly constantly working and then the second it's done he's on to the next thing which is awesome too because it mm. keeps things fresh because i know a lot of people want to write it out and you know enjoy the the time but it just keeps coming out of him you know and you guys you guys have been working together for so long i mean you guys click together yeah you kind of know what he's gonna do you, he knows what you're gonna do or what he needs you to do like it's really interesting to to see what's happened you know, uh, I want to talk more about that, but also what happens when that ha- when that happens and you get used to like, maybe you don't, but when you get used to that level where, oh, we're doing Conan again, or, oh, we're doing, you know, uh, James Corden again, or, uh, 
the pressure of having to follow that up. Was there any feelings of that when I mean, yeah. okay, feel it still blew up. Atlantic's happy, everybody's happy. What's next? Was there any like uh I guess feelings of worry or or acknowledging that hey, this may not last very long? Oh, for sure. Uh, I mean, how does that that's like a mind fuck to Well, kind of and kind of not. The song got so big that it kind of takes a lot of the pressure off because we kind of say it's like, oh, well, that'll never happen again. That's nuts. Yeah. But it gives us so many opportunities to go. It's like the song won't do as well, but it just presents the opportunity for us. It sets us up better for whatever we release next, Yeah, which does have to be better. It's got to be a better album. Sure. And I'm not worried about that. We've already been working on it for a while. Um, it's going to be... It's going to be rad. I'm super pumped on it. But it kind of takes away a lot of that pressure because you can't you can't live you can't live your life like that. You can't worry about things like that. We put on enough pressure on ourselves yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it comes to things that are outside of our control, all we can do is write a better song sure. and know what we what we've learned along this way, along this path. But that doesn't mean that, you know, I mean, arts for everybody else and it's yeah. taken in once once we release it you know it's the people that decide where it goes you know we sure. have our people can push it we can have marketing teams do whatever we can get have ad placements and movie placements and syncs but none of that matters it's just if it's a good song and if it's the right time for a song sure if we released if we wrote feel it still now and put it out it's probably different it's just a different time yeah and it has to be you know that week or you know, whenever we we released that was just there was something special. That's what people wanted to hear right then. If we waited till the next week, it might not have been the same. That's insane to think of it that way too. I For mean, sure, yeah. it's just like stars just align, and yep. there's no matter how smart you are, or how much or how talented you are, there's just so many things you can never plan for and you can never know. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and we were always kind of playing catch up because we did not know that it was going to be that big obviously so we kind of got we were always chasing ourselves which is why we toured for a year and a half straight and yep. if we had known that we were going to have a smash or even had the idea of it we could have planned things a little better and you know sure probably <laughs> i probably be feeling a little bit better than i do now but whatever man, man. you gotta make a while sunshine I yeah guess. the the reason i asked that question is i i listened to a, a interview with neil fallon from clutch mm -hmm. and he said uh a hit song is probably the worst thing that can happen to a band and for that reason he said then your audience is 90 percent people that have no idea who the fuck you are mm -hmm. and they want to hear that song only and the rest of the people get shoved to the side because those people are you know those are the ones that sit and wait for tickets to go on sale and buy them all like like they want to hear that song yeah. where people are like god that's my favorite band but i can't even go to the show because it's sold out yeah, but it's all these people that aren't maybe, I in air quotes music fans. You know what I mean? They are the, like the TRL kind of yeah. crowd. Um, it's just got to be weird to kind of balance that because you guys built such a solid fan base for so many years. Yeah, and, I think and it's, still haven't. It's and it's still fine. The shows yeah. have gotten bigger, but it's been gradually. It's not. Um, it's not crazy, and we play feel it still in the middle of the set. Yeah, just so that if people do want to leave, but. You know, honestly, not many people do. Yeah. And, and it's 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 fine. But there are 
you know, there are the new people that only know feel it still, and that's why we feel it's our responsibility to teach them a thing or two. Yeah. Learn them a thing or two about yeah. where we come from. <laughs> that's why we open with, you know, 1986 Metallica. Yeah. And we, you know, we'll cover Pantera. We'll cover Ghostface Killer. We'll cover the Beatles. <laughs> we'll, we, if, if anybody walks into our show expecting 90 minutes of feel it still, yeah. we want them to be very wrong. Sure. But we do want them to like it, and we want to, we just kind of want to open up their eyes to kind of what we do and where we're from because we like a lot of different stuff and feel it still is rad i love playing it and yeah. it's it's not something crazy different than what we normally do sure it just happened to work yeah and it was yeah it's pretty crazy man well you guys i mean your your work ethics insane like you guys love what you're doing and it's so cool that you're still doing what you love to do i mean that's like the ultimate dream you know it is it's yeah. your it's your job but you guys and you guys don't take yourselves seriously in Not a way that is so awesome. <laughs> like the watching the Beavis and Butthead intro and all the shit Ian puts up on the yeah, screen. That was straight up the coolest thing that <sighs> that we've ever done. That yeah. uh, we're huge fans of of Beavis and Butthead. When yeah, when Mike Judge did that intro, we just got to meet him recently. We went to really the, yeah, we went out with him the other night. We uh, went to our friend's comedy show. Okay, and uh, with Mike Judge, and it was. Boy, seeing seeing one of your idols just laughing their ass off, yeah. having the time of their life, that's something that I, I realize. It's not just about meeting people. It's like seeing somebody laugh or have a really good time that you're just such a fan of. Yeah. That's crazy. Because meeting him, you, know, you just feel like he's just on another level than you are. You're like, yeah. especially with all the, with the stuff he creates, you just know that. He's just way smarter than you. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> we made Idiocracy, which is predicted the oh, future. It's, it's uh, pretty much going that way. That's insane. So, well, I'll ask you this then, because you bring that up, the Mike Judge thing. And, I mean, I see stuff left and right. Every day there's something else going on, whether it's, like, Britney Spears singing to your music yeah. or Zac Efron. Like, there's a – it's it's – crazy to see that for one but you have a lot of access now to things and and you've met a lot of your heroes and they say don't meet your heroes do you believe that have you, you had experiences where god damn i wish i didn't actually meet that person you don't have to say the person but have uh, you had that experience where fuck that yeah, too, john here john is near because he'd uh he'd talk shit all over this i'm sure oh no but oh. uh but no uh not really i'm I'd say maybe don't work with your heroes. Okay. Or, uh, but just meeting. Now that's cool. If somebody's having, you can't take it too hard if somebody's not into you. I, I have met people that are like, oh, I didn't, we certainly didn't click or they didn't yeah. show me okay. much time. But everybody's coming out of something. Yeah. I have bad days. People have bad days. You never know. They could just be. I don't think you have bad days. Oh, I have a lot of bad days. Really? I just don't. I just you don't. are always Zach. That's the thing that's so cool about you is you keep everyone together because you're so even keel. Oh, I try, yeah, but it, it takes Has that a lot. changed over the last few years? Oh, because I'm you much, just always I'm just much Zach. less now. But I but it's uh but it's just getting harder and harder to keep things together. It's uh Really? It's, oh yeah. As you're getting older. Well yeah, and what's just, ha uh, what's as happened? A, as there's more there's just been more stuff. Yeah, more harder. pressure. Yeah, there's more, more pressure, there's more work, there's less sleep, yeah, there's less time at home. 
travel more gets harder than as you get older, I would imagine. Yeah, and you're... it's just uh, it's just the work or the yeah. the dramas. We're just gone a lot. Yeah, and we do this every day, and it gets uh, it gets tiring. And you know, we're all just so such different people. Mm-hmm. But the good thing about it is that we all have the common goal. We all definitely believe in where we're going. Yeah. Even if we will fight to the death about how we get there sometimes. Sure. You know, we definitely have a common a common goal and we don't have when it comes to recording and writing songs, there's no ego left in it, which really makes it better. And you this know. what we're doing right now in the studio is the best that we that it's ever been, honestly. We're the we're we're happier in the studio now than we have been in forever. And cause it's just, uh, I don't know. It's like a, it's a pretty terrible time. You're just like a lot of times you're second guessing yourself, yeah. second guessing your friends. Nothing's good enough. You're hating everything you do. And it's, it fucks with your mind a lot for sure. Yeah. But this is, this kind of lot, this one's going really well. I'm really excited about it. So you're feeling, you're feeling better about the whole process of, in general where you're not second guessing yourself as much you're just kind of letting things come out organically like you always have i mean but yeah sort of you're just kind of getting out of your own way Is that kind of yeah i think so and okay. we're we're trying to just uh we've been taking it easy we've been purposely trying to not feel as much pressure you know because yeah. we knew that there was going to be a lot and there always is every sure. time we make a re- record it's like it's life or death for us before even before i feel it still and so now we're trying to just uh, kind of trust ourselves and be like, you know, hey, we know it's good. Yeah, we're not going to put out shit, and so we're just relying on that pretty much. Yeah. So right now you're you're in you're recording in Los Angeles. Is that where you guys just came from? Like you're home for two days here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've been doing a lot of writing in the studio now versus yeah. writing a record like we used to do it. We'd have a record done and go in you know like oh yeah so we never did that portugal never did that we always you always did it in the studio always did in the studio that's what i wasn't sure Um, and you guys were always up working with casey or yeah his house and things like that so so we were right there yeah okay and that's how we've always done and this is the first time actually that we are we're writing but we kind of made our shoes the producer that we're working with and uh down there he has a studio at his house and then we set up a studio in our house too, so we've kind of got two different ones. So okay, there could be an A team, B team kind of thing going. Um, and then we're going back there. We're kind of moving around a little bit, but we're going back into a studio, and we are going to try to re-record some things, overdub some stuff. Yeah. Try are you to guys take working a little with more. some of the same people from Woodstock. Uh yeah, well, well not, I guess you can't talk about the who you're working with, but um. Yeah, well, we, we can talk I mean, off air about that, but um, yeah. is there like is this going? Is this record going a different direction? Like they all go a different direction, but I mean, is is this one coming together in and kind of does it have like a uh, a vision for the record, or is it more yeah. of a song by song? No, it's definitely the the album's got a vibe. I think it's still okay. too early to tell. Yeah, because we always have an idea of where it's going. Sure, and then it always changes. Yeah. So we have the idea right now. It sounds like that for now, but I think it's still mm-hmm. a little too early to tell. But yes, new direction. Um, but once again, it's never too far of a departure where you wouldn't think that it's us. Every, yeah. yeah, you'll still hear it. And you're like, it'll make sense. It'll be the uh, whatever direction we go. It'll be kind of an obvious. Uh, it'll be it'll be a next step. Okay. Well, you've been. 
I mean, you, there's got to be some crazy stuff that's gone down in the last year that blew your mind. I mean, was there anything that sticks out to you, like a, um, as far as being on the road, whether it's meeting somebody or getting into some crazy situation? I mean, I, we have you and I have tour stories from back in the day. Oh, for sure, for but sure. I mean, at this level, do you get those Spinal Tap moments and and shit like that? Where I mean. It's not like something happened to the van, or well, you had you had the bus catch fire, the crew bus catch yeah, fire. Yeah, that was a crazy thing. That what happened there? That was not sure. Uh, we just came back one day. We were a couple blocks away, and we could just tell there was just flames shooting out the top of our bus. <laughs> Luckily, nobody was in there. Yeah, which is crazy because at that time of the day, that's like crew nap time. Luckily, we just had a couple hotel rooms because it was there's a hotel attached to our venue, and so we randomly had a few yep. couches, beds. So the crew was not napping in the bus because we we don't give them too long to, to sleep. We have very late nights and very early mornings. Yeah, and there's not a lot of sleeping that goes on. And your crew is family. Like yeah, you have you brought a family together. Oh yeah, which is so cool. They're our dudes. They are. Uh, yeah, they're our best friends. They they do they do everything. They're. Uh, it's it's really amazing. We got a lot of we got a lot of amazing people out there. Yeah, and. Yeah, so the bus catching on fire, that was a pretty crazy one. But nobody was hurt. Yeah. And no real stuff was uh nothing was lost more than just stuff. Yeah. There was nothing uh, sentimental or a, of uh of crazy value sure. destroyed. Just so that was things. nice. But uh I mean the craziest thing's probably the Mike Judge thing. That was awesome. Weird Al Yankovic remixed a couple songs. That I saw that was crazy. Um, that was that was rad. You and John on Larry King Live. Oh yeah, that was what the fuck. That was awesome. That was super funny. That was intense. That, that was, was a, awesome. That was a that was a good time. He. I don't think he was listening to what you were saying. I think he was reading his paper. But no, nah, he's, he's just he, going was, for it. Yeah, yeah. He's like, well, okay, and he's yeah. just doing his thing. Like, I love that show. By the way, I watch oh, all dude. the time on Netflix. So Larry the King Larry King Live. Is the man. But you and John on Larry King, it was just a mind fuck. Because I was like. I called my dad. I was like, Dad, Johnny and Zach are on Larry yeah. King Live. He's like, what? And he put it on. He's like, this is excellent. Yeah, it was It was crazy. My yeah, my dad grew up watching Larry yeah. King. And uh, that's that's crazy. <laughs> that dude is still an animal. Yeah. He he is super funny and super with it. And, yeah, he's he's pretty rad. Yeah. You guys made Obama's playlist that was, year. Yeah, that was, that was pretty fun. Uh, yeah. Have you guys met? We've not met Obama yet. Okay. No. I would uh, definitely be down. That's interesting. Big fan. To see that, yeah, I was just, it's its literally from the sidelines, it's the coolest thing to watch because I literally, every day there's something new. And I'm just thinking in my head, like, how are these guys dealing with this? You know, are they enjoying this? Are they doing, you know, when I went to the Same Edgefield show, well, that's the thing. Like, I know you guys so well that in my mind, I'm th trying to process how you're processing it, you know, like. And those two sold out Edgefield shows, the one that I came to, mm. uh, not this year, but the year before, seeing that crowd and seeing how the crew operated and seeing how Scott was running. I mean, he's one of the best people. Oh, yeah. to, I mean, tour manager wise, oh, yeah. anything wise. Uh, but the way he keeps everything like a, a family deal, like every, I mean, catering was awesome. And then the show was great. Then he calls in a taco truck after for everybody because he yeah, knows totally. everyone's hungry in his hometown show. But watching you guys on stage for that many people and seeing you guys just having such a fun time, 
it was completely genuine and organic. I had a really good feeling that you guys were really happy, you know, doing this still, which is just felt so good because it was yeah. like, I mean, getting to see it at this level, you know, uh, things can get crazy. You know, yeah. I talked to a lot of people on the show that just go down these dark fucking rabbit holes oh, totally. on a much we smaller level than you yeah. guys. Just that just things go down the tubes or they they realize they're I mean, you guys. You kind of surprised me when you said that, you know, when I say you're always Zach, how you've been going through things and things like that. Um, I know everyone struggles with the mental health thing. And it's totally. also really weird when you're surrounded by yes men that oh, want sure, yeah. that want something from you. So they'll just kind of like encourage everything. And it can make it really easy to to get into trouble, but it's not uh, it's not something I see happening to you guys, which is not as much. We you know, we, we keep each other in check a lot, but that's, see, that's most of the problem. It's all it's always like personal problems between us, but yeah. we're we're also just very difficult to work with. Um, What's going on, guys? This is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, DistroKid. DistroKid distributes your music across all online platforms. They are an amazing company. I've enjoyed working with them the last few weeks, and they're going to be with us for a while, and I really, really appreciate that. I love working with great companies, and DistroKid is one of them. Uh, they have an awesome thing they're doing right now called Splits. Now, if you're working as most people are online, doing collaborations with people from all over the country, all over the world, as easy as that is with the internet, uh, you want to get those people paid when you put that music online. And splits can do that. You can add an unlimited amount of collaborators to any track. You can change the splits at any time. You can add or remove collaborators at any time. You can see previous splits. And all your collaborators are going to have to do is sign up for a DistroKid membership, a DistroKid account, so they can get paid. And as always, DistroKid never takes a cut. You and your collaborators get 100% of the earnings in total. A couple other awesome things that they do is they set up an official artist YouTube channel. Uh, you can use Spotify Canvas, synced lyrics, promo card to promote your release on social media, a mini video for your socials as well. There's just so many awesome things about using DistroKid. And like I said, I don't advertise things I don't use, haven't signed up for. I have signed up for this. It is a breeze, literally a breeze. And you can get going right away. So definitely check out DistroKid. And I want to give you 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. That is distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for Peer Pleasure Podcast. Once again, that is 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP. Go check out DistroKid right now. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for 30% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast. Every week, I have in-depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast. 
Hey guys, this is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I wanted to tell you about Premium Pleasure, our premium subscription service that's available now. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. There's three tiers, tier one, tier two, and tier three. Tier one is $5 a month. It gets you the ad-free experience. Tier two gets you access to the Peer Pleasure Passcast. It gets you access to the videos of the interviews. It gets you merch discounts. Tier three is $20 a month. That gets you all of that. It gets you the Passcast, gets you the video footage, discounts on merchandise, and monthly Zoom calls with myself and other guests. We're going to have all kinds of stuff in there for you. There's all kinds of stuff in there for you now. There is, uh, I believe, 30 to 40 videos of these interviews. There is uh, multiple episodes of the Passcast. The Passcast is a podcast that I'd started separately that is me and another podcaster or me and a guest uh, discussing a deep dive into their favorite episode of Peer Pleasure. Um, so there's a bunch of those on there. So so-and-so and I would talk about the Chino Moreno episode. So-and-so and I would talk about uh, the Yvette Young episodes. And we would do a deep dive and tell where they came from, how we got the guest, stories of, of that weren't discussed on the podcast or maybe weren't in there. Um, it's just another glimpse behind the curtain. So that's the big deal with this premium service is giving you a glimpse behind the curtain of how the podcast is made, gives you access to things I'm doing and things that we're doing with the show, um, gives you, you know, ad free stuff. It gives you just all kinds of, of things that we could throw in there to help make it a valuable part of your month. Cause I put everything out there on this show. I put everything I have into this show. Um, so being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me and having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. So I appreciate it. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure. Why would you say that? Why? uh, This is very demanding. Okay. Like you can't. Working with you as in like um, being like being in the band in the or band in the or crew. Because I remember back just, in the day when it was like we're not going to be in a band with friends. Like yeah, yeah. because tired of losing people. And, oh, and for like, sure, for sure, yeah. And and so and now we're back to it. All the band is all friends. Yeah, and there's, it's uh, <laughs> it's yeah. You can't sure yeah, can't help that. Yeah. But it is you know we love each other. We hate each other. It depends on the day, yeah. But it is not easy, and it's not. Uh, there's definitely. It's just the fact that um, it's just hard to get anything else in, and yeah. I mean anything. Like people sometimes don't understand. It's like it's trying to have a, a, a relationship or something. It's like, like oh, like you know, you don't get to see your girlfriend. Like no, like sometimes you don't even get to talk. Like oh, you can't. Yeah. Like there are some days, literally several in a row, where like I don't have. 20 minutes to even call yeah. it is non-stop yeah you are like breakfast lunch and dinner surrounded same hotel same everything is like it is just it is it is the fullest full-on ever and people don't totally get how full-on it is and it's like it is everything in your life it is if you want to try like think that you're gonna do anything else? Like we go to L.A. for a month to record. Yeah, have friends are like, oh, dude, I'd love to, like grab breakfast or something. It's like, nah. Yeah. Like in a month, you don't think you'll have a day off or can grab breakfast? I'm like, definitely not. I'm, yeah, in like, L.A. There's, there's no. not. I was just like, there's 
there's just no time for literally anything else or hardly. And we're trying, that's what, that's what I'm trying to work on. We're, we're actually getting a little bit better at sure. finding some sort of balance. Yeah. And because you don't want to, cause you burn yourself out too quick. You know, like this, uh, you gotta, you gotta start worrying about your mental health and making yourself like taking a little bit of time for yourself and not, yeah. not necessarily resting. We're never just going to, we're never just going to take, a month off or anything like that but sure we could start with a weekend every now and then yeah it's okay sure it's okay to do that absolutely and everything's uh, still going to be there for like, sure um that's one thing that i wanted to kind of talk to you about too is is mental health why we talked a little bit about therapy and stuff like yeah. that you've been in therapy yourself mm-hmm. at some point like um and you guys have been advocating for mental health yeah which is kind of funny because we are not mentally healthy. All fucked up. <laughs> and that's that's the funny thing about it is like people think because we're advocating that that we must or focus on that like yeah. we don't, but we need to, and we recognize that. Sure. And it's more about getting it out there and talking about it and and recognizing it and helping yourself out because that is important to us. And lately, I've been really proud of people, you know, being honest yeah. and stuff and straight up like. Yeah, I've been to therapy quite. Actually, it's been way too long since I've been, and I totally need to get back to it. What was it? What was it? What was the gist of it? What that made you think that you needed to see someone or talk to someone? It was, was it a, just it was, dealing with? It was all work. It was like it was you know, all dealing, work stuff. Yeah, I mean, or not work, but like personal things with work and the people yeah. and everything. It's just like I, you know, you reach a point where you kind of freak out a little bit. Yeah, and before you know, you snap or you got to give everything. That's just something to Before try. Before you start self-medicating and everything else and get yourself exactly. into trouble. Like, yeah. Booze only does so much. Yes, it does. And <laughs> I drink a lot, but not necessarily for problems. I'm smart enough to realize that they were they will uh, still be there in the morning. Yeah. I just uh, you know, do it just like take the edge off a little bit, but it's not. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely not doing anything sure. to better my problems. Sure. And so you got to. You got to watch yourself. You got to be. You got to be healthy. And you got to think about that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's good to hear. I mean, I know a lot of my listenership enjoys listening to people talk about uh, their problems because they don't believe that other people have problems, you know. And then oh, totally I'll do. get 10, 15 emails right after an episode comes out, like, "Hey, hearing so and so like um, when I had Anthony Green on, he talked about his heroin addiction. I had no mm-hmm. idea he was on heroin." Huh. I got overloaded with emails of people like, you know, he said it was okay to like get help and I'm going to get help. That's awesome. It's like that easy sometimes that it's crazy to have that kind of a reach like you guys have, like Mm -hmm. you guys have power, you know, and it's everybody else responsible. Yeah. Everybody else does too. That's the thing is when you talk about stuff like that, you don't have to be Anthony Green. You can just like mention to a friend or something like that. That And that's what's awesome. You know, like we grew up in Alaska. Like, yeah. You don't go to the doctor unless there's a bone sticking out of your exactly. arm. Exactly. You can't get away with like, oh, I'm sad. Yeah. And that's what's messed up is because that shit is crazy. And no matter how how good your life looks on the outside, mm-hmm. and it's you can't compare it to anything. You can't say, oh, well, I'm sad about this. And then other people can go, oh, yeah, well, I had this and this happened to me. And it's not – that doesn't matter. I mean, obviously, you have sympathy for people that have had – rough lives but yeah i'm not okay and i have a great job and i worked really hard to get here yeah i've got very supportive parents uh i've got a loving family i've got a great girlfriend i've got you know i've got my friends 
and I still have really fucking bad days. And so, and Man. so like people that are, people that are, you know, worse, worse off that, that, that have had serious tragedies in their life. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's everybody's coming from something. You have no idea what that is. And it's not about trying to compare. It's just about talking about it and being, it's okay to not be okay. You know? Yeah. And, and do whatever you need to do to make yourself feel a little better and recognize that. Cause a lot of times, you know, I just, I, I swallow things down and sadly that's how I deal with things. I'm trying to work on, you know, getting them in the open and, and yeah. stuff, but it's uh yeah, it's okay. Yeah. You, know, you look at people like Robin Williams and you think Fuck. how much joy that he spread all over the, but yeah. some people's they're just, they're tortured. Nothing can, nothing can happen or nothing can help that. Yeah. But all you can do is you, you gotta try you gotta listen. Sure. It's well, peak. you, that's why it's surprising to me because I've known you for so long, but I would never guess you had any issue with, I mean, that was kind of my rock was knowing that when we woke up in the morning, Zach is Zach. Like regardless oh, yeah. if John and I were fighting or if, uh, you know, morning Jason or anybody else, like Zach would be Zach. It'd be, oh, it'd I be st- two in the morning. I still will be. Yeah. You just pop up. Hey, yeah, let's do this. Well, you totally, know, and it's like, yeah. oh yeah, it's just Zach. It I was my do. rock. Like, oh, totally. And I still do that. I'm just saying that that's the outward thing. Yeah. I'm not necessarily always like that. Well, this is what I'm saying. Like, do you yeah. ever feel guilty at all? Um, because you do have such a supportive family and a great life and a great job that you feel the way you do. Do you ever feel guilty about that? Because you haven't been through the horrible trauma or the you know what i mean like you're talking about where people have gone through horrible situations do you ever find that i've always felt that way growing up because you're very lucky like with you like your mom and dad were not together Mm. when i met you yeah uh you know nick and nick and joe's uh mom and dad were none of my friends had parents that were together Mm. so i never talked about my family i never mentioned things that we did together because i felt in my heart felt guilty that I had a family that was together. No, and I man, felt like it was good. almost like a, a blemish because nah. I couldn't relate to everyone else. And that was me. That was my own yeah, thing yeah. in my head. So it makes me wonder, do you ever get those like guilty feelings or anything? Like, like why do, Why should I feel this? Why do I have a, a nah, you know? I, mean, the, I don't have a right things, to feel this All way. those things are things that are out of your control. And yeah. you shouldn't feel. You should feel, you know, lucky that you, that you have folks that stuck it out and i was lucky too my parents were divorced but they totally got along yeah and that there was, was always nothing. something that was cool and i still see. had total support from both sides i still completely had a very supportive dad very supportive mom yeah they just weren't together anymore and i you know and i'm glad because I've, I've seen them you know once they split up i realized how they oh, they each kind of blossomed in their own way and sometimes people change people can hold each other back from certain things yeah and now i realize you know that needed to happen mm-hmm. but it was very vibes were always pretty good it wasn't it wasn't dark it wasn't bad yeah and so uh yeah i mean i've always been the guy to kind of shrug off things and negativity and i'm always kind of that's that's my job in the band is pretty much hr and you know i am i'm the rock i'm the glue (laughs) kind of stuff like that yeah Uh, it's it's true and and sometimes i get so true and as the pressures have built up and the years have built up um you know we just keep getting crazier and yeah. keep having less sleep and are out for longer and and it's weird things get better and worse at the same time mm-hmm. with the, at our levels you know different extremes like it'll yeah, get exactly. further to the north and further to the south exactly yeah it's like and we are we do a lot more work but i guess we're taking care of a little bit more you know i get to 
I do when I'm out most of the time I, I get asleep horizontal most yeah. of the time yeah. whether it's whether it's in a in a tour bus or in a hotel room sure uh, there was a lot of times there was years and years and years where I slept shotgun and uh, <laughs> and I remember those days and I, and I still do, but it's but it's we still keep it pretty real with every day is just a Every day is a winding road, yeah, and uh, and you yes, never know. We keep it pretty real. It's uh, one day we will have, you know, Eric always talks about this too. He'll, we had a pretty funny couple of days, and you know, one day we'll be at some, you know, get a we'll go get dinner from a Michelin rated restaurant or yeah. something like that, and stay in a five star hotel. And the next day, you know, we have Pringles for dinner and sleep on a park bench. <laughs> you never know with us, and so. And that's the way I kind of like it. We want to really see everything. We, we yeah. see the good, and we still, um, you know, when we come when we come to town, we may eat at a, at a really nice restaurant, but we'll, you'll also see us closing down the uh, the shittiest dive bar in town too. Yeah, you just never know. And um, and and that's what's fun. We just get to see more things. Sure. Um, I want to talk about uh, the Grammy nomination and win, that was and that crazy. night. Because that was, yeah. I was literally just like, I was so happy for you guys. I mean, that was such a cool thing. And I, but I didn't get to watch it until I saw it on the internet later. Well, we weren't on the televised. Okay. So that makes sense why I wasn't able to see it because yeah. I didn't watch any of it. I was working, I had something going on, and I was like, shit, I want to see this. And I didn't know it wouldn't be televised. So we I had to so- track it down the next morning yeah. on the internet. And, and it, all and I saw was. was <laughs> Portugal man hails Satan, <laughs> and or John wipes ass with uh, Grammy, and yeah. I was like, "What is this?" Like, I was checking to make sure it's a real website, and then I watched the video. It got blown a little bit it, out of proportion. Yeah, I want to talk about this because he, he he motioned like he eh? motioned to it, but it was a private joke. We also didn't want to be disrespectful to the recording academy. I was thinking Airheads, the movie Airheads, yeah, where totally. he wipes his ass with the contract. Well, yeah, totally. But it was um. It was kind of a shout out to uh, I don't remember I think it was Liam I can't remember oh, from Oasis was, yeah it was one of the Gallagher brothers did that yeah and so John looked at Kyle because they're both like crazy Oasis heads <laughs> and he kind of mentioned like he was going to do that as like a private joke yeah and everybody thought that we and no disrespect to the Recording Academy sure being nominated and winning that Grammy was absolutely huge for us and that was awesome but we're also never gonna play into it too much you know we're, we're very excited about that the nomination yeah. and and getting the award that's that's huge uh for the and the party was awesome but i mean we don't necessarily like the parties we were uh you know the red carpet is you know it's yeah what was that experience like like that's what i want to know is, is hectic man that whole week was yeah like so you're week. there you fly there you grammy week it's yeah, like grammy yeah. so, week for you guys so you're doing press we're doing press we're doing promo <laughs> we're doing um we're doing some benefits we're doing some really rad shit but it is like non-stop i got my whole family there being psychos yeah and it's uh it's it was pretty full on and you didn't know you were going to win beforehand no okay we got kind i didn't of know if thing. that's what the um, we got kind of a weird. Things were a little different with us because because Eric's in, Eric's in a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just in case we win, we can't. We had to go side stage. Yeah. And because because uh, we just had to go around um, the uh, the accessible route was kind of a little bit further. So just in case we won, we had to go stand side stage. 
And then people back there were just kind of weird when they were like started saying the announcement. They like handed us mics. They're like, okay, so when you win, you gotta like you gotta go at this. And I'm like, I'm like, did we win? If or when? And then they looked at me completely straight faced. It was like, if. And then once again, they like said something to <laughs> Eric. And they're like, when you get out there, you're gonna go over here. And then once again, I was like, wait, if or when? And they just looked at me again and said, if. <laughs> and I was very confused. I'm like, are these? Did we get it? I don't know. And then I pretty much just blacked out when they called our name, and I don't remember much. I never heard that. anything. I was also Did you plan on day. saying Hail Satan? That was the best thing I've ever yes. seen in my life. Yes, and John that reminded jacket, me that big furry jacket. I know, like, right? just Hail I was Satan. also super. There's, there's so many things people don't know. One is like the jacket I was wearing because it was freezing. It yeah. was, you know, January in yeah, yeah. New York, and I just didn't have a chance to take it off. We were in our seats. <laughs> this for goes about, back to being busy for about a minute. Yeah. Before they like, we had to get up again and go because we did like red carpet, did all this press. We didn't eat all day. Yeah. So I had Slim Jims in my Probably pocket. Probably drinking a little bit. Yeah, so I had a flask. I, I walked in the red carpet with a bottle of uh, bottle of whiskey. Oh my! Which God. they took from me. They're like, like you can't have that in here. I was like, you know who the fuck I am? Well, I just asked. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, I didn't see any signs. They're like, I'm like, are you sure I can't have this? There's like, I'm pretty sure. I'm like. You don't know, but you don't know. <laughs> but it didn't matter because I had a full flask in my pocket yeah, anyway. You're so. set. Yeah, yeah. So we're, uh, we brought booze for everybody, but I also had a bunch of slim gyms because nobody ate. We were busy all day. Yeah, and so we didn't have a thing to eat, and so I. Uh, but yeah, it was a crazy. I didn't have time to take off my coat. Yeah, wouldn't have known where I would put it anyway. Mm -hmm. And uh, so yeah, went up there, and it was funny. Just in case we won, Rich, our manager, kind of brought yeah, up. Yeah. Like, Just in case you win, you should probably have something prepared. Some kind of speech. Was, like, was he fuck. there? Oh, yeah. Was, okay, so, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I was like, oh, fuck, you're right. So we kind of like, John was like, yo, do it for Shishmaref, do it for Bethel, do it for. Yeah. Um, and I was like, fuck yeah, that's rad. So we like kind of wrote something out in the van on the way over. Um, super nervous. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't, I went out there and I couldn't unfold the paper. And so I just talked and it ended with, uh, with yeah. But that was one thing. You did we really always, well. We always talked about. <laughs> Uh, saying, you know, thanking, thanking the devil uh -huh. if we ever want, because everybody always thanks God, God, and yeah. uh, and you know we did, and we had like some backup reasons, like one, it's kind of fun, and but also it's kind of a shout out to uh, um, to racist America and yeah. giving them the finger, you know, mm -hmm. it was a, there was that whole story about like Robert Johnson selling his soul to the devil because they didn't think a, uh, you know. Uh, um, a black person could play guitar that good, yeah. And so they thought that he made a deal with the devil. So that's one oh of the reasons God. that they were like, "Fuck that, hail Satan!" Yeah. And uh, so yeah, that's kind of a that was kind of there's a there's a deeper meaning to it. But in general, we've always said that we we're going to do that. Yeah. And it kind of reminded me in the van. He's like, "Don't forget, man. Hail Satan. Should you should uh <laughs> should thank the devil." And I was like, "Oh yeah, let's oh, do a hail Satan." And so that's kind of the only thing I really remember was uh, doing that. And my dad was little bummed out but that's fine oh not not really he thought yeah he knows i gotta i gotta mess with him spuds spuds yeah. is hailing totally, satan yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> do you remember uh when you were well you say so you don't remember much of being up there did you remember it's seeing back anyone me, looking back at you because that's kind of a crowd right there yeah i was uh, that you were just like holy shit like well, that's was, paul mccartney that's what we're, we're like it was actually kind of weird it's it's separate it was we were in like really this, this side thing it was it was a very weird thing we're not sure I don't know if they knew we were going to win, and that's kind of why, because there's a bunch of things going on. But uh, we were actually in, like, a different... We were in a side theater, 
and so it was it was still very big it yeah. was uh um but it wasn't and there were a lot of people in there but i don't I wouldn't have remembered them anyway. Okay. I was looking over at my family. Yeah. I, had, I had my mom, my dad, my gal. I was looking at all of them, and I, I, I didn't notice if anybody else there. <laughs> not, not at all. Did you get to go to the, the Grammy Grammys afterwards? Or yeah, did you uh, just go to yeah. – okay, so you had a no, seat yeah, in there. I, and... I went in, yeah. We went in, uh, yeah, we had great seats, and uh, kept, went and sat with my mom and watched the rest of the thing. It was weird because I wasn't um, – we found out the night before that they were taking it off. And there's various reasons why. Yeah. Because always, there's always a pre-show Grammy that's like the award show um, that's kind of just the less popular Grammys. Not less yeah. popular, but the stuff that doesn't, you know, usually doesn't need to be seen on TV. You know? Sure. Best metal album and stuff like that. Yeah. And like uh, audiobook. Yeah, best and spoken word. Else. And like there's a lot of stuff. Cause, and, uh, and so they do that um, kind of before right before in the side theater before like the televised and then like the last 50 percent and uh so they told us about it and honestly we were a little bummed because our category is always on it was like a pretty big category yeah but it's usually it's normally like the first category so we're just kind of in that uh like we always dance around in our career <laughs> where you know the either a small fish in a big pond or we have big fish in a small pond yeah who knows this yeah. is portugal the man <laughs> and so we're either going to be the first like we're classically it's the first category of the night in the main room. Yeah. And then for this time it was the last category in, in the, the side in the, room, in the side room. It's like and Saturday night live where they, some little things get cut for time or whatever. Yeah. Else yeah. Where it's really fucking funny. And there's, there's like a whole, there's a lot of theories of why that happened. We were a little bit bummed at the beginning, but in general it was just because people like talked it up so much, but in general, yeah. like, I'm I'm very I'm super happy with with the award with the with the nomination and um and just like getting that kind of respect from just the academy and and sure because your peers yeah. yeah totally totally but when it comes to the party like I don't really give a shit none of yeah. us really give a shit about the Grammys uh, as far as like the 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 ceremony I don't yeah. really care much about ceremony anymore sure. um. It's not a thing. I like the uh, the performances. Kendrick Lamar kicked ass. Yeah, uh, it was super rad to see. But yeah, it's not when it comes to just like the the ceremonies. It's like oh, we're just kind of the formality kind of stuff. Where it's, it's just it's just a show. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's a party. There's there's bigger things in the world that that we can put our energy towards. I think most sure. Of the time. But you guys are doing that big time. I mean, you guys have been advocating for all sorts of causes, and that's why finally- the middle school stuff where you guys are don't or where you guys are donating yeah. musical instruments and stuff. That's rad. It's awesome. Yeah, it's so that's cool. That's actually it's who we were working with when uh, when we talked about it earlier. We we're doing something here at the space when I thought that Feel It Still was getting ready. And we we're actually recording with uh, with some some middle school uh, middle school music program yeah. came out and. Uh, um, yeah, it's been super fun because that's the most important thing. Yeah. Like you remember those days? Yeah, it's like I do, dude. Getting instruments in kids' hands—that's huge. You know, it's because yeah. uh, they inspire other people, and that's just like it's—that's just what what needs to be done. Exactly. And that song—I mean, go back to that song for a second. I wanted to tell you this. I was going to tell you this off podcast, but Grayson, my son, mm-hmm. who's seven years old, he calls that song Texas because he. A rebel just for kicks. Now he thinks for some reason John's saying Texas, so we'll drive in the car. It's on the radio and it kicks in with the chorus. And Grayson will just say Texas, 
but then the the is it coming part? Is it mm-hmm. coming? Is it? He sings the whole thing. So he'll sit in the back seat. Is it coming? Is it coming? Is it coming? And it's the cutest thing in the world. Uh, but it awesome. touches people all the way down to children. Like it's it's. Uh, so he always, Dad, can we watch Texas? But it's on YouTube, and it's only the version you guys did with that middle school class singing uh, with like the piano oh, yeah, and everything yeah, yeah, else yeah. there. He wants to watch that version constantly. He <laughs> loves it. Uh, and awesome. yeah, Cora, you know, do we listen to Texas? It's hilarious. It's a yeah. That's so awesome. I was, and we went and got I forget what it was. We went and got pears or something at John's house or whatever. And, and I was like, "That's who's in the video you watch all the time." No, no, not. But he, yeah, it's funny. He, <laughs> anyway, so Texas, it's, that's Texas to Grayson. But I've heard Rebel, uh, Rebel with a kickstand. I've heard, uh, yeah, a couple. Um, I've heard a couple different uh, yeah, mis- misquoted lyrics. I'm a big yeah. fan of that, though. Oh hell yeah, dude. Well, so what is what's next for you guys for 2019? This will come out the first week of the new year. Um, the last episode just came out oh, for awesome. the year, so I wanted to put this out first thing. Um, but you guys are working on the new yeah. record. Yeah, we like, are. Is there anything going on that you can talk about that uh, is coming up? That's we're playing the uh, we're playing the Rose Bowl Parade. Okay. That's gonna be pretty fun. Yeah. Um, so we're heading down. It's the first time I haven't spent New Year's in Alaska in a really really long time, maybe okay. ever. Yeah. And uh, I'm pretty excited to. But this will be fun to kind of go down and do that. Uh, yeah, man, we're just working on a new album. We're not going to tour a ton this year. Okay. We're going to play a few shows, but kind of just uh, record and do some do some different projects okay. and then hit it big at the end of the year, I think. Okay. So When's the record going to come out? I'm not Is there sure a tentative yet. time? Is it going to yeah. come out in 19? Yeah. Okay. Just probably after yeah, some other time. Yeah, that's what we're thinking. It's uh, We're working on it, but we'll get it out as fast as we can. We're definitely not going to take a long time on it. We're gonna get back out there, keep doing yeah. our thing, keep doing what we do. It's not you gonna be another us. couple year hiatus or not hiatus, nah, but a drought so. for records. Yeah, I know, right? That's the other thing too, is a lot of people think that, you know, when we're not like releasing something or on tour, like doesn't mean we're not doing shit. We'll, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll, we're not we're not just taking naps and stuff. We're uh, we're keeping we're keeping uh we're sharpening the claws. Yeah. We're uh yeah, we're getting getting back at it. Dude. Well, I I appreciate you coming back on the show, man. Oh, of We've course, anytime, buddies, for a long time. And we got to uh, get Kyle on. I want to hear you, I, and Kyle, for sure, dude. I would love that. I yeah. got to get Eric on as well, all and right. I got to get Jason on. I got to get everybody. Yeah. collect them all. Yeah, collect uh, the whole set. this is number two for you. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate the time. Like we were talking about not having any time. You know, uh, shot you guys text earlier in the week to Johnny, and then uh, you last yeah, night. Yeah, I'm glad it like, worked out. Yeah, yeah let's work, do it tomorrow. I was like, really? Okay, Hell sweet. Yeah. So uh, yeah, You kind of said like a couple days home. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it so much, and uh, it's fun just catching up regardless of the show or not. You Absolutely. Know, and, and I'm just so proud of you guys. You guys are fucking killing it. Dude, and, thanks, uh, man. You are too, so man. I love awesome that. awesome to, to see where you guys are going. It's just so fun. You know what I mean? Thanks, like, dude. I like being home every night, but I love watching – your guys's journey it's so cool it's just it's awesome and and kind of knowing how you guys operate and and being friends for so long it's just a special place in my heart you know like like and like i say like i'll sit there and just like man i wonder what zach's thinking right now you know like on a tv yeah, show i watch you guys yeah. on tv and you're just smiling and i'm just like god i wonder what happened before this or what's happening after this you yeah. know it's usually a bunch of shitty jokes and and whiskey shitty jokes and yeah, same, hummus same old and thing yeah, same old thing that uh yeah it's pretty much the same <laughs> thing that uh you know exactly what it's like back there yeah, yeah. 
Well, I appreciate I appreciate the time and uh, opening up about stuff and and just talking the journey and and because it's a journey not a lot of people get to take and not a ton totally. of people get to hear about. So totally. it's it's super interesting. So Thanks, awesome, man. Appreciate. Well, it, thank dude. you very much. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that interview with my good buddy Zach from Portugal, the man. And I hope you guys got a lot out of it. It's an interesting story, an interesting ride, and an interesting situation that he's been through and and is continuing on. Um, they're working on a new record right now in Los Angeles, and that should be out, I believe, in 2019. He was saying so. Uh, congratulations to them on that. I know it's going to be great, and I know you guys are going to enjoy it. So, um, like I said earlier in the intro, I really appreciate you guys coming back week after week. You know, and bearing with us on on weeks we miss, but uh, just got to let life happen at the same time. Let the show happen. I know a lot of people uh, really appreciate having this show, uh, as I appreciate having you guys and being able to do this for you. Um, it's kind of a journal for me. And, you know, one day if I get Alzheimer's or something where I can't remember anything, I would love to listen back to a lot of these and remember where I was and who I was talking to, uh, especially for my kids too. So I really appreciate you guys. Definitely check out StickerNinjaPDX.com for your sticker needs. Um, great people over there. Rockabilia.com uh, for uh, 10% off your order. PC Jabberjaws, the code. Get yourself some band merch. License from the bands. I know they have a lot of Portugal the Man stuff on there. They even have some old Anatomy of a Ghost stuff on there if you guys are interested. But um, like I say, just... Uh, hit those guys up support them so they support the show that you like so definitely support them and let them know um it came from us and they like to see that and so do i so uh definitely hit me up at purepleasurepod at gmail.com if you have any questions concerns guest ideas anything like that uh and i'm gonna get out of here but we'll see you next week and as always we'll see you on the radio What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com, and I'll see you there.